It's the Life After High School Podcast. There. Uh, yep, that sounds pretty good. Miss Tanyan, hey. welcome to the show. I appreciate well, you. Well, thank you for having me. Awesome. I no hope problem. I do not disappoint you and your oh, uh, listeners or viewers. Awesome. So we'll dive into it then. So this is a question I've wanted, I've kind of reflected on wanting to ask you for a long time. Um, yeah, so where does this, whether it be in classrooms, in like swim team meetings, or like right now, where does your positive energy and enthusiasm stem from? Where does it come from? Ooh, that's a good question right off the bat. Well, I have a zest for life. Nice. Um, I know that moving, similar to what I did this morning, like getting outside, doing some yoga, doing some skiing, makes me feel more energetic. Mm-hmm. And I've realized in the past 48 years that uh, I gain energy from talking to people. Right. And I really do enjoy... Um, getting to know somebody, to talk to them, and uh, to learn a little bit more about them. So that, I think, is where I get my energy. Right. And uh, I feel like I, I want to be a life enhancer. I don't want to like nice. bring anybody like down. Yeah. And I think if I give off good energy, that they're going to give me good energy. And Absolutely. that's what I have noticed um, nice. in the past several years. Nice. Yeah. When did that uh, f- switch, I guess, flip? For you, were you doing like something specific, or going through something that made you go, you know what, I gotta enhance life now? Oh, you know what, this is this is between me and you and the viewers. Okay. But I don't know that I was the nicest young person. Okay. Um, I loved school, um, but later on I learned that I wasn't always positive to everybody. Uh, I definitely had my good friends, but I think I made some people feel badly. Mm-hmm. I'm just a, a bit of a jerk. Um, And so then when I had the opportunity to teach, I noticed that I didn't like the kind of kid that I was. And Uh, uh, through that, I think I'm sort of an advocate for that kid that sort of was left behind or was not bullied, but not included. Okay, right. And so that, I think, uh, switched for me while I was teaching at Lockerbie. Yeah. How how many years have you been at Lockerbie now? Ooh, that's a good question, too. I think more than 20. Wow. I just recently met somebody I mean, and I said, how old are you? And he said, I'm 41. And I taught him in my, I don't know, second or third year wow. of teaching. So that made me reflect. Um, yeah. No so kidding. At least 22 years and probably oh, teaching nice. since uh, 1993, 94. But it wow. doesn't seem like that. Yeah. I, no I feel like I'm your age. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You said that when you walk in, you're like, yeah. She's like, uh, for everybody watching and uh, listening, uh, what did you say? You're like, um, how old do you, uh, how old do you, I'm like, I'll be uh, 24 in uh, July. So yeah, me too. I was like, <laughs> oh, all right, nice. That's how I feel yeah. after a day of like being outside and skiing and, right. uh, yeah. Which is it. Like, that's sweet. So I'm curious then with all those years, how has the student culture changed? Ooh, that's a good question too. Especially with technology. How did you know? That was my number one note is, um, we, I was thinking like adolescent, it's immutable, it's yeah. stayed the same in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, they still want to try to figure out who they are, mm-hmm. um, who their people are. Uh, they want to know like, what am I going to be in the future? Yeah. Um, so that's all the same. Um, but technology is, has played a huge, huge part. Yeah. And I don't know that I would say for the best. 
What is that? Especially in recent with the phones. Yeah. I mean, I do. I love kids, and I, I come to them, and I have my phone, and I'm like, show me how to, yeah. and help me set this, and add this to a playlist. And there's amazing things. And I think they're, they're incredible. They're not afraid of it. Right. Um, and they're so competent with it, and they, they produce amazing mm-hmm. things with their laptops or yeah, with their phones like i'm like oh my god i'm blown away where i used to have to teach kids how to yeah. do things very in a small way um they can just attach yeah, yeah they can just jump all over it um but the the technology where they yeah. they have addictions but so do adults um but in the classroom uh, it's not benefiting them no i can imagine and I think the number one reason why it's not benefiting, like the social media mm-hmm. and the norms that they're trying to obtain and uh, knowing where somebody is at every point, um, where the parties are, where they're not included. Uh, there's unbelievable amount of um, people not being positive mm-hmm. with the comments. Um, and I think that they're using this and not getting outside. They're not interacting they're not going to parties they're not like yeah you'd be surprised yeah. at what i'll tell the kids it's like go out mix and mingle yeah uh, and a parent came up to me last year at prom and she said did you tell my daughter to go and have sex and i said well no i didn't i didn't say that but i said you know what don't yeah. sit in your bedrooms and just like like can make connections phone. like go yeah. out and and I'd rather you like make some connections, healthy yeah. choices, of course. Explore experience, yeah. Um, but they're not going outside, so yeah. and as a result of technology, I think a lot of kids are anxious. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of false news out there. Right. Talking about the coronavirus, they think that the climate change is going to impact, of course, and that's probably so. But yeah, it, it just will, comes sure. thrown at them, and yeah. I think people are, are are scared and anxious and stressed, and you got to put that technology down. Mm-hmm. Go make some relationships. Go outside. Move. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. And I find, especially now, like there is a good and a bad to everything, but especially with the access to information that you have in your hand, there's such thing, I think, I believe firmly that there's too much information available. So much information at a snap. Yeah. And they and we necessarily know how to weed out the the good information right. and the proper information and the right info, the scientific information mm-hmm. compared to the non-scientific, yeah. so what do you the believe? fake news. Yeah, how do you source it and all that stuff. Yes. Like, yeah, it's like fact-checking a lot, I find, when I'm going into, like you type in something if you want to know it, like about the coronavirus, and then you find, is it going to come to Canada or where is it? And it's not, I don't, I think it was what, one case in Victoria? Or in uh, in BC, I don't know. I think it was in BC, and I don't know if it was Vancouver or Victoria. They one of the it was with a V. I know yep. that much. I know that, but I don't think it was like an outbreak. And it was it's where in China is the main one. Mm-hmm. I think is that where it stemmed from. Oh yeah, yeah. That the borders are closed. Yeah, that I think that is true. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot there. of fake news going around, and mm-hmm. I think it makes people panic. Yeah. And scared and stressed. Mm-hmm. And we don't need that. No. I find it does. And I was talking to my nephews about this. I'll ask them a question or I'm having a conversation. And then there's the weirdest thing. My, like, I think he's my 10-year-old nephew. He, uh, I was talking to my dad about something. Or sorry, his dad about something. So my oldest brother. And then 
he chimed into the conversation with something and the only reason he was able to contribute is I was like, what do you, how do you know that? Right? <laughs> and he was, that's my reaction. He's like, oh, well, it's, I Googled it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, you just found out that? And like, I almost now when somebody's like, oh, what about like, uh, like what, for example, like what pay-per-view that, uh, did John Jones fight at last? Or where were we? And I was like, what was UFC 229? I was like, okay, no, no, Google it, Google it. No. I almost like to challenge my brain to go back to find it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I don't know. Kids being so needy on their phones is kind of. And not just kids. Know. It's kids and it's adults and you it's so. to adults now too. Addictive. Oh, absolutely. I've got well, I've got young kids at home as right. well, and I think it, to some extent I want to be a part of what they're going through. I mm-hmm. want to know the language. Yeah. Um, and so recently, a student made me an account on TikTok, nice. which is my kids. Just, the kids love it. Eh? Well, my own kids are like scared. Yeah. I and, bet. Uh, but, but you can see how yeah. that can become. There's a lot of stuff on TikTok. I'm showing that I'm like, you can't, I don't know whether to laugh or cry sometimes. Well, I follow the old people TikTok. So I get the oh, recipes no and how to stand for a photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my content's pretty tame. <laughs> Um, but I want to, I want to dance like the TikTokers, yeah. but I can see how that can just, oh, what a, yeah. oh, and a waste of time. It is. Of I think that's what, There's, yeah, Yeah, it's like, I think of it as a tool almost. And it's like, you go on Pinterest or TikTok in your case, and you want to find like how to bake the perfect oatmeal raisin cookies <laughs> and you look it up and go, oh, okay. And then this old woman explains how you make it and then you bake them and everyone's happy. Yeah. Then you're using it to watch inappropriate stuff and people are dancing weird and like they're really young. There's so many young kids on there that's just, what do you read a book? I know. But a lot of people, like with technology you're asking, a lot of kids find it, that that's how they are making connections. Like right. I'm saying, put your phone down and go make real connections. And some of my students will say, you know what, this is, I would never have had a relationship. And they right. do find these relationships where they can talk to people. Um, and another positive thing I've noticed is we're much more accepting of the LGBTQ community. That's true. As a result of that. Mm-hmm. And um, in schools, it's, it's nothing to have, you know, your classmate uh, be non-binary and we're mm-hmm. using the they. And the kids don't even think twice about it. Right. So there are some right. positives. And I think yeah. a lot of people use this to, to make, you know, good connections mm-hmm. and good relationships. And there's a, yeah, a place for them to speak. Right. In that case, it's a really good tool. Mm-hmm. I think that, for sure. I think so. Do you find it has to, like, what social media does, especially nowadays, you have to, like, as a teacher, do you find you have to, like, tuck in your, like, not your, like, your artistry or your creativity a bit, or your <laughs> do I outgoingness, it, I don't know. Do I have um, to tone it down on social yeah. media? Or, like, just uh, in general, because, like, kids using their phones all the time and stuff, you were, like, uh, you ever nervous you get, like, caught saying something or doing something out of context mm-hmm. often always out of context mm-hmm. I find. always like, and there are cases yeah. where teachers have been out of context yeah. um, and I and you can see because I'm a little bit wild in the yeah. classroom whether it's in the French class or the gym sometimes I I don't know what's going on but I'm standing on the table trying to get a point across and then you can see the kids phones come out and then I'll just make a point like okay well make sure that I have consent. Yes. And and yes, you may. Just like in life, with yeah. anything, just make sure it's your consent. Uh, it's consensual. Yeah. Um. And I do have a an Instagram account because I love to follow Lockerbie Sports yeah. and it's kids generated. And I do have them follow me back. I mean, a lot of it is high school content. Right. 
or team content. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a nice way to develop a relationship. Absolutely. And it's not just one-to-one. -one. It's usually in a group text or even mm -hmm. I have a Snapchat group for my cross-country running, right. cross-country swimming, uh, cross-country skiing yeah. and swimming groups. It's and quick. And the, and the kids sometimes yeah. make a mistake and they're oh, like, no. oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to post that. And they're right. genuine. I'm like, okay, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's a learning. Nice. And it's 2020 and you've got yeah, to make connections different ways. Right. As long as, uh, yeah, everybody's happy and healthy. Yeah, that's fair. I like, I find with that, I love it. And I hate it. Like, I don't know if you experience this as well. Like, if you're on it for long enough and you get in, like, a scrolling habit <laughs> and you start scrolling, and then I get almost anxious seeing it, like you said earlier. I'll get anxious and I go, oh, like, I could start comparing everyone else's highlight reel mm -hmm. to what I'm doing at that moment, which mm -hmm. is nothing. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, fuck, I should go do something. Mm -hmm. I should go do something. And then you get, like, anxious. You're like, what should I do? What should I do? And you start, like, asking people to do stuff. And then you're like, wait, wait, wait. Yes. For that reason, I'm not a fan, but it's also like the reason I'm able to meet, like have you on the show Yay. and then have other people on the show who I've never, who I have no relationship with Yeah. prior to. All right, so for that reason, it's uh, it's good and bad. Right. right? I love keeping but. contact with old students and seeing where they are mm -hmm. and contacting them for their expertise. Like yeah. I, I'm often contacting students who I've taught 20 years ago and asking them for their advice and their input, whether it's like a medical condition or like an athletic yeah. condition or, you know, no asking for favors. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's, I enjoy it. Yeah. And as long as you know your limits, just moderation is. Right. And as an adult, oh, well, as a 50 year old, I don't have to, I don't, I don't find myself comparing. I don't care anymore. Right. But as a young person, it's got to be really, yeah. really stressful. Right. Especially bodies and ugh, and what they're eating yeah, and all these fads and ugh, I've got no patience for that. But as an adult, you can sort yeah. of weed that out, I mm -hmm. think. I'm like getting there. I'm just not at your level yet for being able to weed it out. No, I was 40. Okay, so. like, no. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll come yeah. eventually. That's the bonus of getting older. Right. Okay. Is Except having a... Okay. Filter all of, yeah. away. Yeah. Yes. You know the experiences. And the best thing yes. I've learned of being older is that like... You're going to have good times and bad times and good times, and that's just definitely going to nice. come and go. So even if you're having a shitty day and social media looks whatever, you know that yeah. it's going to get better and it's going to get worse and it's right. going to get better. Okay. Yeah. And we always see nowadays on social media is all the good. Yeah. No one's going to post a sad photo, but ups and downs. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was a strike recently, and I'm just curious what common misconceptions <laughs> are there when it comes to people seeing like foreground about striking. I drive by and I see teachers out striking and you hear, all you hear is, oh, they want more money. But oftentimes that's not the direct thing yes. that they want. So it's really complicated right now mm -hmm. because there are a number of unions. We've got like the French public, we've got the French Catholic, we've got the elementary school, we've got the teachers. And to navigate this as a, a non-teacher, non-union, it's complicated. Mm -hmm. um, so in my case, I'm a high school teacher and we're represented by the OSSTF and there I've been out two times for daily strikes. Okay. So once we went out as an entire province on a Wednesday and I don't look forward to it, I, I, I hate it. Right. Um, 
and I don't like it because, as you said, the community has all been to school. Yeah. Like everybody has been to school, so everybody is an expert in teaching. Some have had positive teaching experiences yeah. with teachers, and some have had negative, just like in probably everything. Right. And we all know that teachers work, you know, 8.15 till 2.30. We get all this time off. Um, we are yeah. la- <laughs> we're lazy and we should just take what we're given. Yeah. And it's always about money. We always want money. Um, in right. fact, I, I think and I know from my own colleagues and from my mm-hmm. own experience that that's not the case. We're actually in it because we like young people yeah, you and we like to teach. It. I get a right. kick out of it. And I... I, I day in front of a class is way better than a snow day when no one shows up or those PD days it's way better to yeah, be in front of, so many of people those. and and we love doing sports that's mm-hmm. I enjoy that's where you make those connections yeah true um so this time around um I'm not a big fan of our government who's mm-hmm. leading our province right now I'm not a big fan yeah and I'm not saying I'm, I'm the biggest uh I don't know a lot of of what's going on except right. for I do know that it's mostly about kids and right. the class sizes yep. so I just taught a, a grade 10 so you can imagine 15 yeah. 16 year olds their hormones are raging yeah there's boys and there's girls and I'm teaching age. them French for example it's not everybody's passion it's not their lifelong right. goal and I've got 32 I had 33 kids and wow. now they're increasing the class sizes and I did my best and some kids loved it. Some kids didn't love it. And, and I'd love to, you know, work one-on-one, but there's yeah. never a case. Like, that's not, that's impossible. Yeah. And so to throw more kids into my classroom, that's not serving anybody. No. And so that's what, the, I think that's why I'm standing, that's what I continue to, to support. Right. I, I guess there's a 2% money increase in there. That might be part of it. And there's probably other things that I'm not, yeah. As informed about, um, but it's definitely not about oh we want more money and right. we want to work less and we, we just jerks. Yeah. Um, so I think that's. But you know what was surprising though? So we went out mm-hmm. in that one day, and because we're secondary schools, right. the parents aren't as, uh, not they're not as concerned because their kids can stay at home. They don't need a babysitter. They don't have to take them somewhere. They don't have to pay. They don't right. have to take a day off. And we've had five snow days. So to have one day walk up yeah. five snow days, last year we had 13. I don't even think they noticed. But I always go there and I'm thinking, I know so many people in Sudbury have lived here 48 years. Yeah. And I hate when people drive by and give you the finger and tell you to F off. and yeah. Because they didn't have a positive experience probably in school. Right. Um, but this time around, like the first day, we got honks. We had students come back, students... Uh, bringing us coffees and of course they like to bring no us kidding. Tim Hortons yeah. and little donuts nice. and we had much more support than I ever have had or thought that we'd have so that was sort of nice because yeah. usually I'm a little bit like oh I hate doing yeah. this I find with that too like I was one of the I honked a bunch only because like I I didn't have that I didn't have the voice in my head from somebody else saying oh they just want more money and it's like well okay like, I don't, how do you support that? But then it's a lack of information. Like, mm-hmm. now I'm informed on the subject enough to go, okay, if you already have, like you said, over 30 kids in a class and you're going to make it bigger, I love having, like, five people in a class, like, in college. I was like, man, I'll take 10 people in this class with, like, a teacher and a TA. 
by all means, right? You end up learning better, your experience is better, and then now I think it's I'm informed, so I'm like, yeah, I'm honking for you guys. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I get support, that. Support the troops. Well, what about the part where my son, who's in grade eight, will have to take an e-learning course starting next year? So, I don't know. That's another yeah initiative. So, rather than yeah. being in front of a human at 14 years old, they're going to be expected to sit down in front of a computer and learn on their own. Eventually, I think that's a good opportunity in grade 11, 12 to see if that's the type of learner you are. But that's definitely not every single learner. Yeah, that seems young too. Was that 13? Yeah, grade yeah. 9. So one every year. Yeah. Uh, that's that, We have an incredible Canada. so lucky. Yeah. We've got an amazing, in a lot of respects, an amazing education system. Oh, for sure. And to, let's put it in front of a computer and, I don't know, I think it's a disservice to young people. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you say, a smaller class size. Yeah. Can you imagine the kid who needs a little bit more attention, wants to ask a few more questions, or yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's just not fair. Right. And actually, we are. I was watching this video. You'd like it, real life lore. It's just like a list mm. of like diff- different. Like I'll link it to you. But there's a bunch of different like statistics and stuff, and the way they're presented in video form is super cool. And I think they're saying there's what they did is for every country in the world they did what is the number one thing that makes this country number one over everyone in this specific thing? So it could be like most landmines in per capita, whatever, like in Serbia is for that one. But we are the most educated country in the world in terms of the most people has some form of post-secondary like achievement, certificate, skill, diploma, degree, master's, PhD, anything. And what does that translate to? Yeah. Happier, fitter, uh, more... Inf- yeah, it translates. Like, it's unreal, though. But, yeah, definitely smaller class sizes mm-hmm. would be better. Well, can I you imagine the ELKs? And I've got friends who've got 30 kids who are 5 and 6 who are still wedding themselves, who need constant attention, and now they're going to increase that class size or get rid of the, the EAs. Mm. Can you imagine that's like a bad birthday party every single day where you have to teach them something Jeez. on top of it all? Mm-hmm. It's not an easy job. No, it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> like every, I think people glorify it with the, oh, you get summers off. Which is totally awesome. Yeah. I feel totally right. awesome. Right. I think that su- supersedes everything being like the tough part about it i think that glorifies over everything and people when they like say about teaching that's what they focus on and not actually how difficult it is mm-hmm. so uh, it that's is. just from yeah. what i see like, but how strict now are the rules oh my for, uh, <laughs> educators how and teachers strict and... are the rules like in terms of our discipline yeah yeah because it almost seems like they can do whatever like they want. Do whatever they want, and there's no actions that could really have repercussions. Oh. And it makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. Are we serving them with having less rules? Uh, I'd like to see what happens in the next few years. And definitely, teaching 20 years ago is different yeah. than teaching today. Positive and negative outcomes. Okay. Um, so. I remember having a principal, Bruce Hatton, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, militant. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't go into the hallway as a teacher, let alone the students. No kidding. And uh, I, I sort of liked it. I liked hearing his voice on the announcements. Yeah. It sort of set the tone. Nice. We were very professional. I remember coming in with a, uh, 
very modest shirt, but it cut off on the shoulders. And I was told that I was out of dress code. Wow. And this was at the barbecue before school started. <laughs> I remember wearing a headband. I think it was a sporty headband. And he told me that that was part of like the gang. Like that should be taken off. And I remember wow. having an ear pierced up here. And again, being wow. mildly informed that that probably is not the best look. Um, so back in those days, and was that good or bad? I, I don't know. I no. didn't mind it. I was. Uh, that was all I right. knew. So now you'd see it, it's a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. As you've probably heard, the deadlines for submitting things are very uh, loose, loosey. Mm -hmm. It serves some kids well. Right. But I don't think in general that it's serving everybody. I know that at our school we still have a dress code yeah. to some extent, mm -hmm. and so we're modest. Um, but other schools, other public high schools in the city, have gone forgone the dress code, oh. and they're still learning. I mean, yeah. they're still. Uh, right. I don't know if I'm going to say my opinion, but uh, some right. schools okay. you wear hats, some you can't, mm -hmm. and um, you just have to conform or yeah. not. And whether that's something I will die on a, a hill, I will die on. Yeah. I I I just go. <laughs> with the flow for now um but once again adolescents are still my favorite people yeah and there's still some amazing yeah. kids out there and uh i'm not threatened at school kids don't tell me right they're, okay, they're that's not good. rude that's as good. some people would think they don't tell each other like I, I still think it's a really good safe place to be nice and uh if i didn't then i would probably right, walk away from yeah, the job yeah you'd be there Nice. But the rules that are in place right now are serving our population. Mm -hmm. It's just not the same as what you okay. would have been used to. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So with that then, what um, what patterns do you notice in students early on that makes them successful or unsuccessful? Patterns? Yeah, what I mean by that is are you able to tell within the first couple of weeks of seeing how the class is to know where it is, where it's going to end up, uh, say three years down, uh, four years down the line in grade 12. Do you, like when you see a student on grade nine day or like through the first year, do you kind of understand the route they're going to take? Yep. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay. I find like I read, you know, research and scientific journals yeah. about young people and they've pulled like a thousand kids, but if you can relate for a moment I've been teaching for 22 years say a thousand kids every year I'm doing anecdotal research every single day right so I have seen it and I've seen patterns as you're suggesting yeah. and I can tell you within that first grade nine from September to October yeah. um, how that goes and then I can I would be really good in Vegas I would bet on what's gonna happen until grade 11 for sure yeah boys tend to grow up a little bit more slowly a lot slower it feels like i think if you're a parent watching this and you've got a young son if they can make it through grade 9 and 10 without going off the rails yeah um then they will be just fine right. uh, and girls if they can make it through that grade 9 awfulness of teenagehood yeah. and get to grade 10 um, they will be fine, um, and re relationships and peer group is still a big factor. Yeah, I bet. A huge factor, in my opinion. Um, and it's lifestyle choices. 
And kids are telling, like, I think you might be surprised, but kids want limits. Like, as much as they yeah, say, like, way. oh, my parents are too strict, my parents take my, away my phone, my parents uh, want to know where I am, right. I think that they want them, and I think that it serves them because somebody is caring for them, yeah. and they don't have to make these decisions on their own okay. because my kids know that if they do something that I will... I will have to punch them in the head. Not, not really, but I will have yeah. to kill them. There will be consequences. I would be very disappointed, and I think they, they can use that as a, oh, my mom would kill me if, if I, I did, did this. Uh, okay. And um, nice. I mean, I'm not the strictest of parents because right. I don't want them to, completely, you know, go yeah, the other, go dr- off the other rails direction just to spite you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Nice. So, so young people, you're asking about routines. Um, mm. I think, I think staying active or finding a passion. I'm, I'm a phys ed person, but I right. know that people who are in the arts or in the drama or something that they like want to do. Mm-hmm. I think if they had a routine every day, um, so yeah. whether it's getting a part-time job, I, I, I agree that if you're not involved with sports or music or that you should get a job and have a purpose mm-hmm. or volunteer or do right. something for your community, giving back. Mm-hmm. I think going home at 2.20 all day, like 2.20 because our school day's yep. short. Yeah, it is. So what do they do from 2.20 till 2 o'clock in the morning because kids, mm. adolescents are not sleeping. No. They're not getting that 8 to 10 hours. Lots of them are saying they're up at, at 3 in the morning. And, uh, you know, I had a couple of hours of sleep. Um, mm-hmm. But if they had something to do. And, yeah, take their focus. Yeah, and passion. it's not school work. I'm like, don't you not do Yeah, you don't fool nobody. No, yeah. you don't have, and you don't, yeah. But okay. ha- serve, I think, serve people, serve yourself. Right. Have nice. a, a a goal or a mission or a, a purpose. Mm-hmm. Do you recommend and or how do you feel about students taking victory laps? Oh, well, that's a good question. So in my experience, mm-hmm. victory laps have not been beneficial okay. in my experience at my particular school. Right. And why is that? Uh, well, it depends on why they're coming back. Okay. So some of them are coming back to be a sports hero, Hall right. of Fame, and mm. they just love that grade 12 year and they have all sorts of plans and goals uh. to retake the classes and they're going to do better. And they're, and in my experience, they come back and I think that they they didn't realize that those peers that they enjoyed so much that year, that fabulous year that they had, yeah. uh, their teammates, well, they've moved on. And now all of a sudden you're coming back into a classroom where they're not necessarily your good friends. They're right. the year below you. Yeah. Um, you've come into the classroom and you're like, oh yeah, I've taken this. They still have the same behavior. So maybe they're trying to maybe um, get a couple of percentage higher to yeah. get into a program. But maybe they're coming back because they never attended school. Mm-hmm. And then once again, they get into that pattern of, oh, I've seen this, I, I don't really come, I come and I go. Um, and then they join their sports team and maybe it's not a great year in terms of their success. And right. then that's sort of a bummer. Because all the good players have already graduated. And yeah, stuff like that. and so I think, and in my opinion, yeah. if they've got the credits coming back, I, in my experience, has never been... A good idea right in my experience you don't have to go off to post-secondary no go I think getting a co-op maybe coming back and doing a co-op 
Um, okay. Into whatever field it is. Like, right. go and explore. Go and experience that. I think that's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. I think getting a job and maybe, like, working hard for four months and then traveling. Yeah. I don't think going into post-secondary when you're not ready, you don't know what you're doing, is a great idea. Mm-hmm. I think that Australia has a great program where they have that gap year. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you've finished high school. You've outgrown high school. I think you're supposed to. Yeah, you don't want somebody to tell you to take your hat off. You don't want that. Favorite part about college? Wearing my hat. Yeah. I loved it. In a way better than coming in and having to to be following these rules that were charming in grade 9 and grade 10. And then you sort of got sort of old. You're like an adult. Sort of, yeah. yeah Weird, like, like almost at all. Then you can, follow, yeah. you can do all these great, amazing things, but then you're still following these. And there's other, yeah. So in my opinion, go and do something else. Yeah. You've been to high school for four years. Right. If you need a credit, you can get credits in such super cool ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no kidding. Like in Cambridge offers and online courses, mm-hmm. but it's probably not best to go back. And do like the same classes you've been doing. Mm. In special circumstances. I know kids right. have been advanced. Yes. And then something went wrong or a medical issue and they really yeah. have to come back and it's their first time through these courses. But to come back and then we say, I'm like, oh, come on. For example, I, I mean, yeah, we've got kids and yeah. you're in my class again. I mean, I've got no more tricks for you. I, yeah. I've done, I, my jokes are all the same. You're going to find that sort of dull. Right. It's going to take away from what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like what the student's trying to achieve. And- Mm-hmm. There's so many other things you could do. Mm-hmm. Go, and, go and serve in a third world nation. I don't yeah. know. Whatever it is you want to do. Something different. Do something yeah. different. I love those kids that go out west and like yeah. want to go ski and board and be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go try that. That's yeah. What an experience compared to coming back. To no kidding. School. No kidding. I say go live. I like. I didn't write this down. But how do you feel? Like, do you recommend kids stay in town? For school, for post-secondary? Mm. <laughs> when it's my own kid and I have to pay the money, I definitely recommend them staying in town. <laughs> but for everybody else, it's an amazing experience. No. Oh, it's so yeah. costly. It's it so, is. so costly. It is, like, yeah. Oh, my goodness sakes. I, I don't, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I'm sure there's tons to learn and you know, yeah. spread your wings. But at $30,000 a year, if you're going to... Yeah. You know, blow it, or you don't know that this is your passion and this is your destiny, and your family will be. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know, that's a. Then stay home because well, luckily in Sudbury we have some pretty great programs yeah, at the really. college level and the French college level, the university level. Right. So and yeah, and I think that's a very unique choice mm-hmm. based on that individual. So. Right. Beyond if you can afford it, if you're ready for it, if you want to be independent. Some yeah. people not so much. And I think that more than ever, students are doing a program and then going beyond. So if it's not in the next four years, maybe yeah. when they do like something else, a, a diploma or a master's, then yeah. there's another opportunity to leave. But right. I don't want, my, I mean, we've just had a co-op or a student from Laurentian from down south and she's $60,000 in debt. And she's in concurrent education, so she's not going to be made. Well, I mean, I know we're all rich, and we're, you know, we're rich teachers. Um, sixty thousand in debt, and she hasn't. Uh, yeah, that's how she's going to be starting her, her career. So yeah. Negative sixty grand. Yeah. Ah, oh, that stresses that's me so out too. Much to deal with, I can't mm. even imagine that. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. Jeez. Mm-hmm. So what's she gonna do? What is this? Just work and pay it off? Like, I don't I don't know. Know. <laughs> just borrow it? Like go fund me? Go fund me. If you have the right connections could be uh mm-hmm. pretty beneficial. Yes. But especially for them, right? Well, don't donate to their cause, but right. <laughs> you know especially because her education is gonna be pretty good because that program's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Granada Laurentian. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because so, what it's five years so they don't have to go to teacher's college or it's like a mix I'm not quite sure on that yeah so I guess when you come out you get your teacher bachelor of education yes with your bachelor of science or arts or combined double dip that's five years and then then try to go find a job yeah yeah it's tricky you'll be have you have to be willing to travel or move or be flexible or Mm -hmm. take on a couple of jobs I had a friend of mine uh Kate, who a uh, nurse I was telling you about, came on. She, one of her friends, um, did like, I think they did an exchange program in Germany. And then in that, like, out of that same program. And then when she graduated, she got a job in London, mm. England. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, you're definitely right. People need to be. They can't, it's like, oh, there's nothing here. Well, I tried <laughs> something else. Well, it's a good but, program. At least you can, yeah. you can nurse anywhere in the world. Yeah. You can teach everywhere in the world. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty sweet. I think it'd be. I almost think it'd be pretty cool to do something like that and then teach somewhere overseas. For sure, fabulous. Right? And at least like try it out. And if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Go back right. home, right? But it's pay a, off that debt. Sixty grand. So stressing <laughs> out for somebody else right now. Oh. I know we can't internalize it. So what's your favorite? class to teach oh my goodness or what was your favorite like class specifically it could have been the students that made the class or it could have been like just your favorite overall class to teach Mm. well overall everything every class is my favorite class every class um i love grade nines yeah because they're just so okay i will do anything and maybe they came from like a horrible experience where you know they just for phys ed, for example, sometimes mm. in grade seven and eight, that that's not the teacher's specific area of expertise. So they played dodgeball for like three months and the girls hated that. Yeah. So all of a sudden we're offering different stuff. Like we do yoga or badminton yeah. and the kids are like, oh yeah, I love that. This is fun. Yeah. Um, so grade nine phys ed is definitely uh, a no brainer. Right. I love that. Nice. Um, but then in the last six years bringing yoga mm-hmm. to Lockerbie, I love learning still. Like I love going to classes and borrowing, stealing other people's ideas, That's and then bringing cool. it back. Yeah. Um, sometimes we just like we breathe, or we meditate, or we journal. And I love hearing uh, the young people's voices. I love hearing that. So yoga is definitely one of my favorite classes. And then recently, I got back into the classroom. So I don't know if you knew, but I'm teaching French. Okay. So the last semester, I taught French nice. immersion, grade ten oh, French, wow. and I'm like, I love That's it. Sweet. I love French music. I love, I love teaching kids where I can see that right. they will you know learn something yeah. from me that's um, pretty sweet yeah no way. French now as well wow. I know. yeah and so tomorrow's a new yes. semester and I'm teaching uh, two grade nine Frenches and once again I love grade nine on my yeah. people love them right and so uh, fresh and full of energy and you can just do so much it's gonna yeah. be so creative so with that then do you have one like highlight moment as a teacher that's kind of made like made you grateful and are proud to be a teacher. Like one highlight moment. Oh my for your gosh! Career. One highlight. 
You know, if you I, have would, one or like I would need several. to think about that. But there's, yeah. I think, uh, coaching yeah. is my is our, my highlights. And every year, so if it's a big team and do really really great, that's yeah. a huge highlight. Um, like the Devin Kershaw years, like highlight. But oh, I didn't yeah. teach him anything. But it was just nice to be on his coattails. Yeah. And to be interviewed by Radio Canada every year, there was an Olympics. Like that was pretty that's cool. That's sweet. Yeah. Um, but then also like the little teams sometimes you know. Uh, the little teams but you get to know the kids better and you see them like oh my god they made offsa because they trained hard mm-hmm. um, so that's uh, again a highlight yeah. uh, everything's a highlight I mean yeah. every, every a, a kid emails or texts and says uh, you know you're my favorite this is why I want to become a yoga teacher I'm like oh nice. that's my highlight or I don't know there's just so many what was that process like bringing yoga into the curriculum mm, it was perfect yeah. I mean it was seamless because it had happened down south right alternative programs okay. and people are always like well you offer yoga and I said well it's just a it's a senior phys ed like right. you're not scoffing at people play floor hockey and people are getting credits for playing volleyball this is yoga which I think yeah. is equally as important and it landed on uh, on a good time for young people who are more stressed than ever more anxious than ever more depressed in my opinion well we hear you talk about it so they might have been before but you hear about it and and then having a a principal who really trusted you as a teacher so i had creative licensing yeah and this is why i get i you know you this is what I'm going to do. And they, okay, that sounds good. And mm-hmm. then um, just me in my classroom, nobody's micromanaging it. And right. if it went well, then I kept it. And if it didn't go so well, then I would Switch change up. it up. Yeah. And I love having yoga in the community. So I would tap into a lot of my friends are mm-hmm. yoga teachers. Nice. And getting some ideas, oh, throwing awesome. ideas and partnership yeah. with the yoga instructors. And uh, you know what? I've taught it for six years and I get about 90 kids every year. So it's, something's working. Yeah. And then they're repeating. Sometimes they're going to grade 11 and then they asked if we could offer a grade 12 course. I'm like, yes, we can. Yes, mm-hmm. we can. Nice. So That must feel good. Yeah. Get feels good. good for me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> sometimes like, okay. this is what we're doing today, folks, but they don't realize it's probably for me more than it is for them. But we're going to breathe. We're going to pranayama. Yeah. Or we're gonna be muscular because I need to move. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. You have like that creative freedom to design it almost like put in parts for you. Yeah. But parts for them, but both all everyone's benefiting from it. Like I don't see if somebody wouldn't. No. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So kind of to close then, do you have a favorite quote? Oh no. Oh quote. Shoot. Well my like saying or phrase that's uh you like to use okay well i've got a famous quote but i (laughs) i stole it from timmins and it was like uh pain is only bread in french that's what i was (laughs) saying (laughs) well that's i I like that one (laughs) it doesn't really inspire anybody (laughs) oh and a quote no i i mean i'm pretty rough yeah (laughs) i I like suck it up (laughs) you're gonna like this because i told you you like this (laughs) Like, for example, in yoga on Wednesdays, we have like the workout Wednesday and the kids always groan like, oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to put shoes. I actually, and then at the end of the day, they're always like smiling, they're laughing. And I'm like, you can thank me. 
that's like you don't even know what's good yeah. for you. I wish they did too. No, it's good for you. It's like people who don't want to work out or exercise or get movement in at the very minimum movement, right? Yeah, move in any way you want to. You yeah, can. it doesn't have to be in a weight room. No, with Lulu's on doing no. bench press. Like, no, you know, just move. Just move. move. Exercise, move. Yes. Pain is only uh, bread in French. <laughs> oh man. I know. It That's is funny. a really good idea. You got a T-shirt with that on. Yeah, right yeah, I should. That's a good idea. So yeah, I think that's uh, everything. I everything we can cover. That's a wrap. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna do this again. This yeah. Oh, so definitely, fun. definitely. I'm down. It was uh, for the year ends for sure. Okay. Well, awesome. thank you. Well, thank you very much. Thank I really appreciate your time. Me. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your uh, eyes, ears, and uh, attentions. Where you been? Where you going? Is your life really golden? Tell Glenn.